Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hi, Ronnie. Hey, Brittany. So I think a lot of people have really big dreams or good ideas, but not everyone is able to actually like fulfill those ideas or dreams. And I know like I used to have this problem. I'm an ideas man, as they call it. Like I have all these <laughs> grand ideas. And then when it comes time to actually do them, I don't. Or it's like I'll get really excited about an idea for like three weeks and I have another idea. And then like I just never follow through with anything. And I think that's that just always breaks my heart because – Think of all the people in this world who have had really good ideas, but those ideas only get them so far, right? They're, they're never able to actually do anything with them. And I think that happens more often than, you know, we even really think. So, Ronnie, um, I'm going to ask, I'm going to put you in the spot a few times first. Have you ever had, you know, a dream or an idea that you thought was really good, but you just couldn't get it off the ground? You couldn't turn it into reality? So, I laughed when you said that you were an ideas man because. That is so much me too. I have so many ideas constantly and my brain will think through, I'll get an idea in my head and then I will think through all of it and think, you know, can this be done? How do all the different parts work? And so I'll think through it and then I get to the end of thinking through it and I decide, oh yeah, this can be done. But then I lack the follow through of actually doing it because like you said, now my mind has gone on to something else and I'm like, oh, well, here's another idea. Let me think through that. And so um, that's definitely something that I struggle with is I have so many fantastic ideas and then I have to actually put the work into it and actually do it. Right. And that's the hard part. Like thinking and dreaming of ideas is the fun part of it. And then it's like, wait, I actually have to have to like work for this. I have to do these things. And it is so hard. So I also wanted to ask you, so your dad, both you and your dad have been inventors before, correct? Correct. But I dabbled with a patent. My dad is the real inventor. (laughs) Well, so let me, let me pick your brain about that. So you dabbled with the patent, but you didn't actually get the patent, right? Mm -hmm. So what made you stop doing that? That's a good question, and it applies right now. So (laughs) I had an idea, and I thought through all of it, and I thought this is a good idea. And I researched it, and I realized nothing like this exists out there. And so then I thought, hmm, should I do something about it? And in this case, I thought, I think this idea is good enough that I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to try to create this. So I started, and I created little prototypes. So what it was is... I had a baby at the time who loved his pacifier, but he was still too little where if he spit the pacifier out, he couldn't pick it up and put it back in his mouth. And so then he would just cry and cry and cry. So I was like, surely there has to be something that can hold a pacifier nearby a baby's mouth so that when they spit it out, you know, they can easily just turn their head and get it. So I started researching like uh, different ways to kind of attach it to make a, it was a little stand almost kind of like a harmonica stand in a way. Oh yeah. Okay. A little more baby friendly, but that you can attach, you know, to their shirt or to their swaddling blanket or something like that. So I started researching it and, uh, and it took a lot of research actually to do a patent because when you do a patent, you have to research every patent that's ever existed that's or been crazy. applied for that might have any components or parts to the thing that you're inventing. And since pacifiers have been around for forever and everyone's always trying to come up with a new baby item, there was a lot to go through. So it was in going through all of the patents, a very exhaustive patent search, that I ended up stumbling upon a really old patent from the 
1980s that had been abandoned, meaning that it had never been turned into anything, but it had been filed. But I realized that the part, like their main component of how their idea worked was the same thing as mine. So because of that, I would not have anything unique and new in my patent uh, to file it. And so I kind of gave up at that point. Now, I could have, had I wanted to, pursued it a little bit more and just redesigned my idea to find something that was truly unique that I could patent. But I think at that point, I realized um, my baby was getting older because, <laughs> you know, this took months. And I think I lost a little bit of interest. And I realized that perhaps this was something that was not my time to figure out to bring to market. So I ended up, plus I had a baby and I was busy. And so I only had so much time to put into it. So that's how I ended up deciding to pull back from it. I'm interested. So was there no like time limit for that old patent? It hadn't like expired? Which one? One from the 1980s? Yeah. Oh, no, it was, it was 1980s. Okay. I thought you said 1880s at first. Oh, like, no. What? The 1980s. And, um, so they had filed a patent, but they did the same thing that I did. They filed it, but then never followed through to finish the patent because you can file the provisional patent. I think we talked about this in an earlier yeah, podcast. Yeah, we did. Mm -hmm. And then you have a year later to file the full. And that's exactly what I did. I filed the provisional, but in all of my research, I decided not to fit. You know what? No, I filed the full, but I was missing some parts of it and I didn't finish that. Either way, um, the patent from the 1980s I had looked at, they had abandoned it, meaning that they didn't pursue it any further. You know, they didn't actually finish the patent process, but it was still in the whole patent file system. So it's still considered public domain because it's been into the file system, if that makes sense. Yeah, interesting. That's that's crazy. So I want to switch it to your dad who also invented. Was that correct? Yes. So my dad has that I know of like 10 patents. Maybe he has more now. I haven't, I haven't asked him recently. Um, and most of his or all of his patents have to do with he creates little valves and parts that go in hmm. machines. So that's what he does. So a little more technical. So less likely to have, it's called prior art, less likely to prior art, which is all the stuff in the past that you, know, you couldn't get patented because it wouldn't be new. Okay, so did he, but was he able to like follow through and actually get them built and sell them? Yes, so he built them and sells them. So that is his job. So that's a good explanation. Your, you know, things that are, excuse me, I can't even speak today, example of following through. Now, was your dad just like a super disciplined person or did he have someone helping him to actually like follow through on the idea? So coming up with the ideas, he did that on his own. He's an ideas man as well, but perhaps maybe better than you and I, he's a little <laughs> bit better about following through. So when he does have an idea and he designs it all out, then he'll you know, design in the computer and then get a prototype made. And a prototype, everyone, is um, when you have an idea, but you're not yet able to build the real thing because maybe the materials are way too expensive. You build a prototype, which is kind of like a sample product. And that way you can show people your sample product and how it works. So that's what my dad would do. He had a machine in the garage called a lathe and it cut metal pieces. <laughs> and so he would like, cut out his parts. Uh, and then I guess he, maybe he tested them. I'm not really sure what he did then. Um, but then once he you know, perfected his design, then he would get a patent on it and then either sell it to other companies that needed to make these parts. Or then he later ended up creating his own company and made the parts on his own and then sold them that way. That's really cool. Well, so I want to, I'm glad we have an example of somebody who did follow through because I want to talk about like maybe some tips on how to do that. Cause I have, as I've gotten older, I have kind of forced myself to follow things through, which again is not super easy. 
So I think one of the the easiest ways, well, I'll start actually with, with uh, I'll, I'll start with something else. So one, I think the most important thing is to have a clear and actionable plan. So instead of just saying, oh, I have this good idea, someday I'll do it. Like you actually write the steps of like, what is your end goal? You know, and then you write all the steps you need to do underneath to actually make the end goal happen. So if your dad was, you know, needed to build a prototype, you know, having the prototype complete would be the end. And then it's everything you have to do, like, you know, design whatever it's going to look like, you know, get get the metal or whatever, like all these little steps, because then you have almost a checklist. And so it's going to be easier for you to follow through. Because I know with my brain, I can be so disorganized that it's like, ah, there's too many steps. I can't think of what to do first. <laughs> and then I'm just like, well, you know, I just won't do it at all then. So that that's always hard. I think another part is to make sure you're spending as much time working on that as you are like dreaming because you can get caught up in just the dreaming or the big ideas part. Uh, but before you make your idea or dream any bigger, grander, you know, you, you got to do some stuff to make it happen. And that takes a lot of discipline, right? Discipline is making sure you sit down and you do the things you need to do to make your dream come true. And that's not, that's the hardest part of it, right? That's But that's how you have to get your actual dream to come true or idea to come true. Another thing I think is really good is sometimes you'll see these great inventors or entrepreneurs who have like a partner, right? So there's like two of them. And it's always great to have like one of you who's like an ideas man and another person who's really good at getting the idea off the ground. I know like it, it, jobs and stuff, sometimes they'll have like a project manager that helps somebody like actually do the project they need to do, like follow through. So I always think that's always a good idea if you can, because that's, we've talked about division of labor and specialization before. And that's like, Again, if you're good at ideas, but somebody else is good about actually following through and calling people they need to call to like, in your dad's case, like get the metal and, and design the prototype that they can do that and you guys can kind of work together. That to me is like the ideal way, right? Because then you have this partnership where it, it's just split perfectly and it complements each other. You know, you're each helping each other out. So that to me, like that's how I think you do. And again, it's always easier said than done um, because the hardest part about getting something done is getting something done. And that feels, that's like weird, right? But it's taking that first step. I always feel like when I have an idea, like the first step is the hardest thing. And the more I procrastinate that step, the more I just know I'm like, oh, I'm never going to do this. Like the, the longer I, I wait to not do it, it just doesn't happen. But yeah. I think it's, it's so sad because there are so many great ideas out there. And I'm sure our listeners have so many great ideas that they're not doing because it's just too hard to start. So if you're somebody who's wanting to, you know, make be an entrepreneur, like, you know, Connor runs the the children's entrepreneur markets and, and you want to like build a product to sell or or whatever it is you want to do, I think you have to just do it, right? Make an actionable plan of the steps you need to take and then act on it. And then you be you'll be so surprised at all the cool things that you can create. So that is my message for you today that you just got to start following through on things and you'll notice that you can take that skill into being an adult and you'll be so far ahead of everybody else. So we will wrap it up there. Please don't forget to like and subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. And until next time, Ronnie, we will talk to you later. All right. Talk to you soon. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.